again. Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, SchoolUnderTalk.com. Ali, good to be with you today, sir. Hey, Dwayne. Good to be with you, too. And today, actually, for those listeners that will hear this, uh, this is being recorded on Halloween. So you and I, of course, are working on a day that a lot of people get to take off. But even though in my area the schools are open and all that stuff's still going on, yeah, no, I don't think any schools close, and, and <clears throat> as a, an off-topic, not what we're discussing today, but there's a lot of martial arts schools that uh, <clears throat> remain open on Halloween, which unless you're passing out candy and, and having people come in to your school and getting their information or something, I don't really see a reason to continue to stay open today, in my opinion. You know what's weird? You know, back in the day... I mean, and I'm sure you've been through this too. I, I, I looked at, you know, hey, listen, I should be open. You know, I have a service. I have to offer that service and show people. And, and you know, then I, then I would show up to class, you know, on a Christmas Eve workout and a New Year's Eve workout, right? And, uh, and then I would, uh, you know, have three people there, you know, my diehards that were probably wishing that I wasn't open so that they wouldn't feel guilty, and they could go home and be with their family, right? But they had a dedication to me and my school, and they didn't want to miss out on it, you know, and so on and so forth. So um, that's why I realized that maybe I should close not for me, but my staff and close for my students as well. And I know it sounds like I'm twisting it and spinning it like some sort of politician or, you know, Politico guy. But, uh, no, I, I needed to make sure that I did that for them, not for me, for right. them. Well, I'm going to take you know, it a so, step further because not only am I closed today, Allie, you know how my program works. You either come Monday, Wednesday, yeah. or you come Tuesday, Thursday. So I'm also closed on Tuesday, so I got an extra day off. Yeah. I'm jealous. I have to tell so. you, I'm jealous of that. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I think that that's, that's great. Um, I don't know if that would work in my school because my school classes are so mixed. So I couldn't get away with that logic because, but I like the way you have it set up. Um, but my my class schedule, like you know, they, each student's age and rank has a class at least five or six available throughout the week. So it'd be kind of hard for me to follow that concept that you have. But awesome though, that's great for you, yep. and I love the logic to it. Yeah, so I know that that's I not our topic today, but go ahead. No, go on, go on. Yeah, no, say? I was just going to ask you. I I I've been thinking a lot about you know, uh, of course. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, uh, you know, uh, there's so many other, you know, Vimeo and all these other places where you could kind of have this social media presence. And, um, you know, I was wondering what your opinion is on, you know, social media in general. You and I have had conversations where, you know, both of us probably would say, hey, if I didn't have a business, I don't know if I would be on Facebook. I would kind of disappear into the shadows and not do too much Facebook. Or maybe we would look at it occasionally. But um, I'm thinking that, you know, social media has its pros and cons. What do you think? Well, for school owners, I mean, business owners, business owners in general, it, it does definitely has its pros and cons. Um, you're right in saying, that. I've told you this before, that if it weren't for owning a business, I – um, I would not be on social media at all. I, right. I, you know, I'm not going to say that it's the devil, you know, or from the devil because I don't believe yeah. that. But I, I, it, there's just so much opportunity. It's it, listen. It's great for us being able to, as a business owner, to get our information out there quickly, uh, for things to go viral when they, you know, quote unquote, need to go viral. Um, and right. that's all well and good. Uh, it, it allows us to, even now with Facebook Live, allows us a platform to be able to kind of have our own 
a TV program in a minor way compared to what right. we were ever able to do before. Um, but with that, I mean, if you, if you think about this, um, with great opportunity, I believe, comes great responsibility. And right. so, um, I, you know, I hate to bring this back up, but we've talked about rules for your business, and you need to have personal, and my b- belief is, you know, for me anyways, I have personal rules for social media. It's funny that you wanted to talk about this topic today because I would say about a week and a half ago or a week ago, whatever it was, I was talking to my black belt class about this exact topic, but the vein that I was talking with them about it was the negative um, side effects. Of course, I wasn't talking to them about the potential business opportunities and those things just because it didn't fit what I wanted to talk about. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I, I think for us school owners, there's there's an, there's opportunities with social media. But you could a school survive without even having Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram and still be super successful? I honestly think you can. Um, I don't think you that can. you have to have those things or be experts in those things in order to right. run a phenomenal business because it really has nothing to do with the actual structure of your business. It is just another tool to be able to use in your business to either A, you know, drum up more business, B, have better communication with, you know, your, um, uh, you know, constituents and those type of things. But even inside of that, you have to have rules because you can go crazy. If you think about it, you have a, uh, let's just take Facebook, for instance. You have your own personal Facebook. Because in order to have a business page, you have to have a personal page. So you have your own personal Facebook page where people can communicate with you on well, then not only can they communicate you, you know, with you on your own wall, but they can also message you uh, personally. Then on top of that, you have a business page where they can communicate with you potentially on that business page and message you on that business page as well. And then if you have a closed right. group, let's say, just for your uh, constituents, people that have actually signed up with you, <clears throat> you know, that are students of yours, well, now you have that that you have to monitor as well. I mean, there are so many uh, ways that people can, can communicate now that, in my opinion, and it's a cliche, but nobody communicates anymore. But it just right. it becomes so much of a headache for school owners because the beast just doesn't stop with one thing. It grows. Right. Um, and that's why I believe that you have to have rules with regards to not only what you're going to post on Facebook and what you're going to talk about, uh, on social media, but also how you are going to uh, actually communicate with your suspects, your leads, your prospects, and um, the current students, past students. And everybody has to, at some point in time, know and understand what those rules are in order to follow them. Long-winded. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know where you want to go with this, but that's my opening statement, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I like it. I think you've mentioned a good majority of what we need to talk about and, you know, just talk about, um, you know, social media in general. And again, you know, forget about the workload and how much it takes and how much time it could suck up. I remember years and years ago when I started doing the Stephen Covey, Franklin Covey planner uh, daytimer schedules, you know, where I'd learn how to actually schedule out my day and organize my day and prioritize my day. Back when I first started, there were, you know, work-related events and how, you know, goals and all that stuff. And there wasn't even an element. There were some time wasters, you know, 
Um, but now they have added in the time waster, which is social media, emails, texting, and all of this stuff um, now becomes a part that gobbles up productive time. And one thing I like about you is that you allocate certain times throughout the day to respond to your emails, to um, maybe check your social media, and you're not um, obsessed with it. I, I mean, I'm a little bit different. I always have Facebook open. People message me all day long on Facebook. My staff and I communicate on Facebook. Um, uh, you know, I post on Facebook, but I try, and I say try, I try to not let myself to be dragged down the rabbit hole. You know, oh, that's a cute video. Let me click on that. And oh, it's a funny dog wearing a costume. And now I'm watching a lion in a zoo. And now I'm talking about politics. You know, <laughs> now it's like, so I have to be real careful that I don't let things steal my time and make sure that that doesn't happen. So, um, but, uh, but it is an interesting dichotomy, right, when you think about it. I mean, some people, and, and I find this all the time, like I, I just had a guy I posted on Twitter this morning. I was reading Twitter, and, and um, I saw him talking about how, how burnt out he is and how his school, you know, he, he sees the world and, you know, it's so negative. And, um, you know, it's, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like what he sees going on and so on. So, uh, you know, I had to kind of send him a nice positive message and say, you know, it's just a small portion of what you see that's bad kind of thing. You know, not everything is bad. So, but, but now think about that guy and his students watching the um, video or, I mean, watching or reading his thing. Uh, now they're all thinking like, oh, my God, Sensei's in a bad mood. Sensei's depressed. You know, who wants to follow a leader? who can't keep his own life in order. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, that's absolutely. a big problem. I once had a friend, a uh, client in England, and uh, he was, I saw her on Facebook, and I think his wife cheated on him. So he posted to the world that his wife cheated on him. He was calling her all sorts of choice names. And, um, you know, I immediately said to him, dude, you got to get this off. This is your personal life. Don't don't do this, you know, don't let the people see this. And he immediately removed it, but it, he was caught up in the emotion of it all. Right. So you got to be real careful. You know, I think that, you know, social media is, is nothing more than a really, or, really smartly orchestrated campaign of marketing. And you have to really think about your message. What do you think? Uh, no, totally agree. And that's why, um, you know, you have to decide for yourself who you who are you going to be on Facebook um, or any of right. your social media outlets. You know, who are you going to be? Um, you know, for me, one of my rules is that I'm only going to uh, post positive things on there. I'm not going to post right. anything negative. Uh, my other rule mm -hmm. is that I do not get into any banter's back and forth on social media on you know anything that I'm passionate about with regards to something that could be polarizing. Um, right, it, right. I, I would personally rather have a one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one or three-on-one conversation in person with those individuals or individual uh, because there's a lot of things that can be taken out of context when you right. are just reading the text. Whether you are right. a phenomenal writer or not, there's just sometimes things can be taken out of context because of, well, we all know voice inflection, body language, all of those things. And so right. I have made it a rule for myself not to do that. Now, has that, have I broken that rule before? I think only two times that have I broken that rule before. And uh, one of them specifically, I remember, you know, telling that individual, you know, look, I, 
I th- I'm going to be done. But if we want to continue this conversation, then let's meet at my office and we can continue it. And he came in and we actually right. sat down so much better, um, allowed me to be able to, I don't know that we would have lost our relationship, but allow me to be able to make sure that I knew that our relationship was not in jeopardy just because we had pol- polarizing thoughts or ideas. Right, um, right. And so that's another thing that I will not do anymore is I will not, you know, banter back and forth on that, and I'll only post positive things. Now, I, I post a lot, but yeah, I myself do not post a lot. <laughs> right. I have systems and uh, things that are set up in order to get those to move forward. I mean, uh, we, I, I do a blog post every single day that automatically gets emailed out to my list and that automatically gets posted on, um, on all of my social media. But I have plugins and other things that make that happen. And to be quite honest with you, I don't um, post the blog post personally. I have a, a virtual assistant that does all of that. I've trained that virtual assistant, and that's, you know, one of uh, his jobs. I have uh, every every morning at uh, 6 a.m., there's a uh, a picture that goes out with our logo on it and some sort of saying, some famous saying, some motivational saying that's on there. Uh, that's like my 6 a.m. morning post. Uh, right. But I have systems and things that are set up. I don't do those personally um, in order to get right. those moving forward. I use a thing called Hootsuite that allows me right. to schedule um, uh, social posting in advance. And, I mean, I, I have some that are set up months in advance. And I personally do not do those. I have my virtual assistant do those. Now, do I give him the information? Absolutely. Um, but for me to spend time to sit down and do all that just so that it looks like I'm interactive on social media, I just I just don't have time for it. And if I didn't have a virtual assistant, I can assure you um, probably after the first two months that I tried to keep up with doing all that, I wouldn't do it. Right. Um, and I don't know that my business would necessarily suffer from it, although I do know that I get a lot more interaction. And that's, you know, but I don't know that I sell more things because I have that interaction because I'm not necessarily selling unless it's the time of year, like this time of year, Karate for Christmas is coming up and, you know, our holiday sale is coming up. And so some of those posts will be relevant to that and, and, and whatnot. But again, uh, there's other ways that you, you can, you can do it and not have to be on social media 24 seven. Yeah. And, you know, there are a few things too that, that I want to add to that too, is that, um, you know, you could automate, you could do all of this stuff and you are right. Absolutely. Where, and this is a problem that I find with most school owners, you know, is that they're, they're very, um, you know, they're very complacent, you know, at first, well, at first they're motivated, then they become complacent. And then they, and this is the problem with many blogs. I mean, I see blogs all the time on websites and, you know, the last post was like 2013, but before that, when they were into it, it was like every day, every week they were, and then they lose sight of it all. Um, and that's why companies pay actors, pay people to follow their Twitter feed and they respond and, and so on and so forth. And very, you know, some actors love, you know, their Twitter and they're on it all the time. I, I talk to Rob Lowe every once in a while on a, on a Twitter feed or Steven Seagal and I post back and forth on his private message board and, um, you know, things like that. But, um, but you know, sometimes uh, people have assistants that that's all they do. 
You know, right. and, uh, you know, it's important to stay on top. But here's some things that I'd like to give some tips to some people that are listening. Um, number one is that, you, like you said before, Dwayne, you have to figure out what your voice is, who you are, who, what is – you know, what is it going to be? What, you know, what do you want to be known as? What are you going to be when you grow up? You know, what is the persona of your school, right? And then build that message around that, right? So that everything that you do, and, and if people want to, they could go to any of my social media. Um, I do warn you that some of this stuff is political lately. Um, you know, I'm a big Trump fan, so I've been supporting him. So don't hate me for it if you're not. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, there's, you know, that's one area that I may have gone astray. Um, but that's on my Twitter feed. It's more personal stuff. But in my dojo, um, you know, go to my Facebook dojo page, which is Long Island Ninjutsu Centers. It's L period, I period Ninjutsu Centers. And take a look. And, and as we speak, I just posted a video, um, you know, on, on there that I made this morning, which is just updates from today. Uh, that we have, you know, uh, for today's schedule and, you know, what's going on in our schedule today um, and, you know, what's upcoming events and so on. But you have to have, um, you know, uh, you know, you have to have a presence. You have to know what your voice is because all of these followers are going to uh, watch over you. Did you see, um, do you watch uh, Walking Dead? I do not. Okay, well, so this episode, and I'm not going to do any spoilers for people, but this episode introduced a new character, and his name is King Ezekiel. And um, he's crazy, like he's got this, this place called the kingdom where people live, and he's got his own pet tiger, right? And it's really wild, you know, like he's got this ferocious tiger. Anyway, at the end of the episode, he sits down with one of the women that are, uh, you know, from the original Walking Dead cast, and, and he talks to her, and he talks about how he built this persona, and he, he gave her, you know, the, uh, the ins and outs of who he is. He goes, I'm nothing more than a theater major, and I'm an actor. And I used to act in the theater. And I've done sword fighting on stage and, you know, speeches on stage. And I've acted in many plays where I was king and queen and, and you know, not queen, but king and, you know, and, and ruler. And uh, so he basically came out, and he was a zookeeper. And he took care of this tiger, and the tiger was injured. And when he went back in the zombies, he was the last living animal, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he built this persona around this, and now he has like kind of like a whole flock of followers because of the persona of who he is. And then meanwhile, no one knows the real, you know, other than the watchers, um, you know, the people like us that are watching the show because he spilled his, his guts that he was just an actor. He was just building something for somebody to follow. Uh, you know, uh, something that people could believe in, someone that they could trust that could lead them. Um, and not necessarily is it all true, but he said he's faking it until he's making it. And then all of a sudden, now he's <laughs> King Ezekiel with the tiger. That's what he said. It was a great episode. And I watched him on the Talking Dead, which is the interview afterwards, and it talked about how they crafted that character. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, I think it's up to us to really know, like, what is the message that we're trying to, you know, you know, get out there to our people? Like, what, what are we saying? Does, do our posts conflict with who we are and what we say and do? Or are they all right on target and on track? What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. I mean, you have to know what your voice is going to be. <clears throat> um, and I, 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 I don't know if you want to go to the next step, but I think one of the next steps, uh, may I? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say one of the next steps would be if you if you are already on social media, you need to decide, um, you know, what are you going to use it for? 
Um, you know, is it going to, and, and right now it could be, you're only going to use it for one thing and that's just to create ads when you want to create ads to push or sell your program. And that's quite fine. And then once you become good at that, then you can move to the next one where, okay, now I'm going to create a business page and I'm going to only post once a week on it or, you know, do updates once right. a week on it like Al, Allie does. Um, but see, what you're doing is you're methodically creating, um, a structure for yourself and and in doing so you're creating these rules and boundaries for yourself sometimes like you said we get into it and we think that we've got to do everything that like everything that I'm doing or everything that Allie's doing everything that somebody else is doing when it's uh, you, you may not be in the position to do exactly what we are doing and how we are doing it again right it, I myself had to do all of it. I wouldn't do any of it. Uh, I would mm -hmm. keep. I would keep face. I would keep Facebook to do ads from time to time. Um, but I. But other than that, I wouldn't keep it for anything else. And I know we're we're talking about Facebook, but it's it, it's congruent with with uh, all social media platforms because obviously, when you advertise on Facebook, you can set it up so it'll advertise on Instagram for you and all that other stuff. So. Uh, so you need to, like I said, you need to decide what it is that you want to use the platform for. Become, right. you know, good at that one thing that you're going to use the platform primarily for first, and then you add the next thing on. A couple of reasons you want to do that. One, you don't want to be overwhelmed because you'll you'll do a whole bunch of crap, and then you're just going to stop doing it because you're overwhelmed and you hate it. Um, but the other thing that you're doing is if you take a methodical approach, you're going to become more of a master at that one thing a lot quicker because you'll be able to solely focus on that. You won't be discouraged. And then uh, once you become really good at that, you could actually create a video or some sort of course that your, um, you know, step-by-step -step course for your own people to follow to go, listen, Here's what I want you to do when I when I uh, and how I want you to do it when we're going to do X and here's the video now this this is yours every time I want X you're the person that's going to get it done so you know you can now duplicate yourself by somebody else not only are you delegating but you're duplicating yourself because they know exactly how to do it the way that you want it done um, right and then you move to the next thing and you see okay I can see that I can use Facebook or Twitter or Instagram in this fashion. And how is it going to fit into my business? How can I learn it as quickly as possible and then delegate and duplicate that as well? Because you are the person that is, is deciding where this ship is going to be going. And if you're always swabbing the deck and cleaning the toilets and, and sometimes you have to do those things, but, um, and you should in the beginning, I think, as you're, as you're growing your business, but you have to take the methodical approach. Um, please do not take the approach where you just throw a whole bunch of crap on the wall and see what sticks. Um, right. Just be, be linear or laser focused on one aspect and then move from there. What do you think right. about that, Allie? I, I love it. And, and, you know, the, the one thing that I would say too, I think that maybe if I was to give some advice and everything you said is, is absolutely true. I think that, you know, um, you know, all of the, the, the ways you presented it is where people are going to have to think about 
um, you know, what's going on. You're right. And the first thing is you don't have to do it every day. You could do it once a week. You know, you could do it once a month. You could do a video once a month and post once a week. You know, if you're going to post every day, make sure that you have content that's valuable to the listener. Because just like with emails and other things like that, if you don't have valuable info, people will start to shut you off. And what, I, what, what that does is it creates what I call white noise and people stop listening. Um, white noise creates this, you know, where people get one let, let, here, and I, we've talked about this before, but I'll just mention it again. Let's say I send out an email to my three to five year old population and I say, um, you know, deadly knife fighting seminar um, with, you know, grandmaster, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll learn how to defend against razor blades and machetes and all that other stuff. And I keep sending that out to the group. Um, what do you think they're eventually going to do? They don't want their three or four year old doing anything involving knife or even hearing about that, you know, so they're going to basically just say, you know what, I'm not listening. It's another one of those emails again. And then it becomes what is called white noise. And they eventually shut me off because they don't want to listen anymore, right? So I have to be very careful that my messages are relevant and um, that they're, they're something that people want to hear for that particular pop population. So, of course, I say you have to segregate when you're doing emails and when you're doing marketing. You need to segregate your marketing. Um, but with social media, you can't do that unless you have private groups or group pages for little three- to five-year-olds and do tips and tie, you know, information what's for those parents. And by the way, if you could do this, it's genius because, you know what, a, a parent of a three- to five-year-old, if you're talking directly to them, giving them tips on how to keep their kids active, teaching them what equipment they need, um, teaching them how to train at home, talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, that experience with that three- to five-year-old or five- to eight-year-old or whatever small majority of age group is going to be that much more powerful, and you will develop listeners that actually listen. Right, But if you don't segregate your message to that particular group and it's just a general message like an overall Facebook page, like for me today I'm saying, you know, our classes are canceled for Halloween, but we have an upcoming event coming up in my video that I just made and, and, and so on. And, um, you know, people are, you know, hopefully people will be listening to that and, and they're going to say, oh, okay, I get it. But I have to be very careful about what message I'm putting out there, right? And that's super important. And, that, and that's not even the negative side. Right. And, you know, I was going to say the other thing along with that is the more ways, and I already brought this up, but the more ways that people have to communicate with you, the more ways that uh, the communication can be lost. So you have to make sure that you train, again, your suspects, prospects, leads, current students, past students, whatever. Everybody has to be trained to know that this is the best way to be in communication with you. Uh, right. That's just my opinion. That way, you know, nobody – it's kind of like when I have somebody ask me, uh, you know, Mr. Brummett, do you, have a, do you have a minute or do you have a moment? I'll right. say no, but what do you need? I'll, right. I'll, I always right. say no, but what do you need because I need them to condense it down into, you know, the, the quickest sentence that they can get to because sometimes people like to tell me everything that – there's a lot of stuff I don't need to know. It's, oh, right, well, right, you know, right, if you right, just right. go exactly. in the office, so-and-so can take care of that. Uh, in fact, yeah. she's in charge of that or he's in charge of that. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Okay. So what I'm saying is they need to be, you know, your followers need to be, and I'm holding up my quote fingers, trained on how to best communicate with you when they have questions, concerns, comments, or, or whatever. And uh, that's, that's right. a big task. That's, that's hard to do. Um, 
you know. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Do we want to talk no, a little no. bit about the, any the negative side effects of uh, social media? Yeah. yeah, and and first off, it comes it comes from emotional type posts, right? So hey, listen, I'm a school owner. I get it. Um, there are those parents, there are those students, there are those situations that are going to extremely annoy you, hurt you, upset you, make you feel bad, piss you off. Um, and, you know, and, you know, that that's destined. If you're in business, that is destined to happen. Um, I know one of my clients is on this. He's going to be listening to this call because he's, a, you know, he, he listens to our podcast religiously and he's going to go, oh, you're talking about me today. So if you're out there listening, you know, it's about you. Um, but, uh, you know, he is the type of guy who will text me every night. Oh my God, these kids are driving me crazy. I'm, I'm not going to teach these three-year-olds anymore. Parents are stupid. You know, they, they're driving me nuts. You know, this one, and it's funny because I understand how he feels and he uses me as a, a place to vent. So I get it. Um, but that's the emotions that we all feel at some point or another. However, here's my one, uh, a few tidbits of advice. One, no matter what's going on, try not to mention it because it's really not relevant. Like I used to punish my students and I say punish. Um, I mean, like if, if I had a small black belt class, I would lecture the black belts about how, how everyone should be here and you need to get your acts together and blah, blah, blah. And then meanwhile, I'm telling this, I'm telling this to the people who are there. I'm not telling it to the people who didn't show up, the ones that I'm pissed off at. So now I'm ruining the workout of the people who are listening um, and, and are there. So I realized long ago that I need to be positive and teach the ones who come and that if I can get to and message and talk to the ones that aren't coming, speak to them in a different voice, right? And, and I also need to make sure that I keep it as, as, as kind of generic as possible where I'm not venting about politics. I'm not venting that life is too tough. I mean, I have a good friend who I love dearly. Um, and I, he's changed over the last year and a half where it used to be like um, personal issues, child support um, issues. You know, uh, he's, he hates, you know, Long Island and this and that. And um, he'd get upset. And when he got upset, he'd type it out. He'd get rid of his feelings. That's what I think, um, uh, you know, I used the word the other day talking to a bunch of spiritual people in a post. And um, I said that everyone is, and, and I hate to admit this, but it actually turned out good. I wrote, everyone is spewing toxin, and, and my phone autocorrected to spawning toxin. And, and everyone <laughs> liked that term. They're like, they're like, they're like yeah, this spawning toxin. I, I just hate, and they all went on for like a long time. They loved my term, and I'm like, oh, and I, you know, of course, I, I didn't say anything, but it was just an autocorrect. But people are always saying negative things, and they like to get it off their chest, so they put it on a page, and then they hit send. And now it's out there. And now I'm the student. You know, I would hate to know. And by the way, I did know this when my teacher taught. Um, there were times where we did ninja classes in the dark. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, candles were lit all around the dojo. And we were training only to find out later on that my teacher didn't have money for the electric bill. Now, just imagine that I came in and everyone's like, oh, we're working out without lights today because, you know, the master can't afford his electric bill. But he would spin it, and it'd be like ninja training tonight, candlelight. And I'm like, this is incredible. But, you know, later on I found out the truth when I became a higher-ranking person, and I helped him with his business. But at first, it was how you spun the negativity. And you can't let that stuff, you can't spawn, you know, toxin or spew toxin by putting it out there so you could get it off your chest and lay it down on someone else's. And, and in, by the way, I, I'll stop in a second. Um, in this spiritual conversation that I had, I said – 
we want to be aware. Social media has made it so easy for us to know what's going on in, you know, Iraq, what's going on in Iran, what's going on in Kansas, what, whether there was a kid who was eaten by an alligator in Florida. I said, all of that's good. That information is good to know if you want to be aware, if you're going to Florida so you don't stand near a pond. But it's not good to swallow that poison every single day and, and take it into your heart. Um, there's no need for you to know what's going on in Florida. I, it doesn't matter right now at this very moment. I'm not saying to, be, be, to stick your head in the sand, but if something that I hear goes in my brain and then goes in my heart and it makes me feel bad, the body chemistry changes and the way I interact with other people change. And this is why this world is so pessimistic right now because of social media. It is spawning toxin and spewing toxin, and it's a shame. So anyway, I don't want our school owners to ever get caught up in that. You have to find a message, find a voice, stick to it, and be the light that people, we, you know, they'll look for and the beacon of that lighthouse where the boats are going to go to, um, you know, or nowhere, you know, there's landmarks. You, you know what I mean? So what you're saying is garbage in, garbage out? I mean, it actually Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, you know, dude, I learned beyond. this from uh... – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm saying it's beyond that, right, where people garbage in, garbage out, and people start to become that garbage. Yeah, yeah, well, it's true. I mean, you are what you eat. No, uh, but uh, right. I, I, had, uh, I learned this from uh, Professor Keith Hafner, and, and it's not something that I feel that I'm a master at, but I think that if we become masters at it um, – it would be phenomenal for us, yeah, us as human beings. But let's just specifically talk about us as supposedly disciplined martial arts um, practitioners. Right. And that's something that he uh, he coined or entitles managed disclosure. As right. a school owner, you, you need to manage your disclosure. Just because you're feeling a certain way or just because you could – say X, Y, or Z, doesn't necessarily mean that you should do it. Right. And so there are things, obviously, that you talk to your head instructor or head instructors that you don't say to the other um, other instructors or to the other students. And, of course, there's things that you say to your instructors that you don't say to your students. And so you have to know how to manage your disclosure and be appropriate with that. I would right. add alongside of this, and I think that he would agree with this. I don't know that I've ever heard him say this, but I, I would say that uh, I learned it that way, is you also have to know how to frame things. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you brought that up with regards to being able to, you know, you called it spinning it um, to the positive, which is just you have to know how to frame things uh, as a disciplined martial arts practitioner. Uh, and right. I think that, and I throw the word discipline in there specifically because when we don't do that, we show that we have lack of discipline. When we don't manage our disclosure, we show on social media or, in, or even in life, we show that we have lack of discipline in that area. Now, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying I'm drawing attention to the fact that, hey, I'm right there too. I have said too much to too many people before when I needed right. to manage my disclosure. I have not framed things correctly when I have spoken to somebody about something that a topic that needs to be discussed when I could have done it so much better. And so on social media, particularly because this is the topic that we're talking about, 
we have to be disciplined martial arts practitioners and manage our disclosure and, again, frame things in the light that we want it to be seen. Now, if you listen, if you want to be mean, nasty, and ugly and, and, and be polarizing and everything, if that's your uh, stitch, you know, if that's the vein that you want, by all means, stick to it because that's what you want to be known for. Uh, it's not necessarily what I or I, I believe Allie as well, what we want to be known for uh, or, or, or our voice in general but the opposite is true. I will say that. I mean, it is true. If that's what you're going for, then you have to stay in that vein. You better not say much thing, many things that are positive. And, and, and I, I, I am saying that tongue-in-cheek, tongue but the, the, the concept is true either way. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, the, the, one of the most important things that I, I, I learned, and I, like I said, I haven't mastered, is to manage disclosure. Right, and I love that. That that's absolutely true. And I and I've gotten myself in trouble, just like you said. You've maybe given too much information where I've shared how I felt, and you know, like I, I remember when I was getting divorced um, back, you know, thirteen, twelve years, twelve, thirteen years ago. And I remember being quite depressed, and and I, you know, I of course I didn't put it out there to the public, um, but my inner core of people, you know, knew how I felt, and I was, you know, I was I was upset, I was sad, I was. I was depressed over it, um, and they saw that. And you know, I would thought I thought that by sharing with them that they were going to stay stick with me and you know be with me and help me. Um, you know, when in reality, at that time, a lot of them just abandoned me. They stopped thinking of me as their leader. They stopped thinking of me as a human. Um, you know, oh look at me, I'm bitter and this and that and so on. And and really, it really wasn't the case. But at the same time, um, you know, I was hoping that there would have been you know, support from them. Um, and, you know, so, but at the same time, remember, you know, that what you just said, manage disclosure, disclosure, you don't want to, you know, let the world know, your students know. And I'm using this for, for lack of better words, um, but they used it in Walking Dead last night, the flock. They don't want the flock to know that the leader is depressed and crying in the bedroom. And then he comes out and pretends to be happy. You know, you need to know that this person is going to be a leader when needed to be. You have to trust that that person will be there to guide the ship and, and teach the lessons and show everything that goes on, right? And and that's important. Um, yeah, and I don't do want you to that? sit there and think that we're trying to tell you that to lie to yourself or to lie to other people. That's not what we're saying. But you, as the leader of your school, you have certain uh, responsibilities, and one of that is to make sure that you show yourself as that leader. And again, I'm not saying that you can't be uh, disappointed or depressed or, uh, de you know, that's, that's not being human and that's not being genuine. But uh, your students, I believe, and this is the way that I want to be seen, is I want them to see me as an inspiration because there are so many things in life nowadays that are not inspiring via social media that I want to be that uh, that daily or weekly or monthly or whatever I want to be that inspiration for them so it goes back to again yeah. um, you know defining your voice who you want to be set up some rules for yourself on you know one what you're going to be and sound like on social media two how do you want to use the social media to benefit your uh, your school and what you're looking for to get out of it and reevaluate it because you could be spending a lot of time doing it and you yourself could be enjoying it, but it really isn't benefiting you in the long run. Uh, it's wasting your time. So I do want to throw that in. But become yeah. a master at one, one aspect of it, uh, duplicate it, you know, delegate it and duplicate it uh, to someone else 
and then move on to the next piece. Don't get overwhelmed with it. Um, and, and I think that's about it with regards to that. I, you know, we're, we're this, this, this specific topic or podcast isn't about how to use social media, like the nuts and bolts in order to gain students and the, that type of thing. But it is hopefully to draw attention to the fact that you do need to learn how to manage your disclosure on social media so that you yourself can thrive, um, as a person and then also as a, as a uh, business owner and leader, not only just in your school, but also in your community as well. Uh, Allie, any yeah. final thoughts? Yeah, one final thought is just remember that whatever you put out there, it's out there, right? So, I mean, you're starting to see this more and more with this political race and, and you know, with the, with the whole entire thing with, uh, I think it's Anthony Weiner who, you know, is doing some really silly things and, um, you know, not silly, but, you know, terrible things. But at the same time, you know, once it's out there, it's out there. Once you've criticized, once you've been negative, once you've whined and cried, it's out there. People will always see it. You could delete it, but it's still going to be available to them at some point or it's in their mind. So be careful. Just just strategically think about who you are, what you want to be, what is your image, you know. And, and by the way, you can change your image along the way. You can morph. You can't be you know, the same thing for 25 years, you're going to grow, you're going to expand, you're going to change, you're going to adapt. But think about who you want to be right now. What is your brand? You know, are you a school that, that is a family school? Are, like your school, are, are, you know, are you a Christian school? Are you a MMA rough and tumble, get to the gym, beat the crap out of each other, swelly, sweaty, smelly, you know, tough fighter, you know, basement, like Rocky training, or are you like more of a, you know, upper class, high-end gym where office managers and, you know, secretaries and CEOs come to that just want to work out and sweat and jump into their, you know, beautiful showers and go back to work? Like, who are you? Are you a traditional school? Are you an eclectic school? Are you a point martial arts, sport martial arts school? Are you a, you know, a self-defense school? These are the things you need to ask yourself in order to grow your brand and find out who you are until then you can't go out and tell the world what you're all about unless you have defined it yourself anyway that's really my last closing statement nope totally agree i just want to remind everybody to uh share this uh, uh podcast and other podcasts you just uh, go to school you can uh, subscribe via itunes and also uh, an, an android device just go to uh uh, com to get that as well. And we do have some uh, webinars that Allie and I have completed and done. The replays are there. Uh, you can just click on those. Again, go to schoolownertalk.com to get those uh, webinar replays. A couple of them are, are timely. Uh, one was on uh, retail uh, sales, which is right now. So getting that down and dirty and, and moving forward, you want to get that information. And then also our, our Karate for Christmas webinar that, uh, you know, Allie and I both sell a ton of uh, uh, karate trials or martial arts trials during the holiday season. So you can get all that information uh, there and how you can do uh, the same thing as well. So Allie, again, thank you very much, sir. And everybody uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Take care, Dwayne.